0: Minutia Men, podcasting from the Museum of Broadcast Communications in Chicago. Check out their new exhibit, Stay Tuned, Rock on TV, now through April 2020. Just visit museum.tv. Minutia Men is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. This week on Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview, we talk with Shark Tank's Mark Cuban. As a dad, uh-huh. when your kids want something, do you make them give you the 90 second pitch? Uh, oh, like... yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And I'll give them that, and for that reason, I'm out too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Minutia Men, Celebrity Interview. An Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com.
2: I'm Steve Baskerville from Back to You. Join me on the Island of Radio Misfits holiday special. Coming this holiday season to OpieShows.com. This is Minutia
0: Man with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Man with Rick and Dave,
2: Penguin Prostitutes.
0: <laughs> Never give someone a Fitbit for Christmas.
2: Rick's brush with Fergie
0: Jenkins, and a celebrity in-studio interview with Jim Peterick. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men.
3: (laughs) That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Minutia Men with Rick and Dave.
0: Brand new location. Oh, this is nice.
2: Hey, hold on, Rick. Stop. I have to... Put more money in the parking meter right now. We are okay. downtown, and I just got a little buzz that my... Oh, okay. that my uh, actually, it's your car, so it's, you'd be the one getting a
0: ticket. Yeah, we're parked on the street uh, in front of the Museum of Broadcast Communications. Uh, we're doing our live broadcast from here in their studio, and right the, outside the, the, the Radio Pl- Hall of Fame, which we're kind of besmirching by being here. But, you know,
2: we know we know half of those people out there. And the reason we're here, of course, is we've got a big star coming up later later in the show. Yep. Who's bringing a guitar. And I brought my guitar. And you guys are going to riff. We're going to Is that what what you could say is riff? You're you're going to jam. You're going to get your axes out and uh, do uh, shred? You're going to shred? We're going
0: to shred. And you know what's really appropriate having him here now is because right outside uh, these studios, there's a huge exhibit, Stay Tuned,
2: Rock on TV. And there are some great stuff here. Did yeah. you have a chance to walk around I, before I we did, got here? Yeah. Uh, did you see Michael Jackson? The Or the Jackson 5 had their, like, jackets and No, stuff. I,
0: I didn't, but I saw the Beatles. Stuff. And I think yeah. I
2: would look ludicrous in any of those jackets, probably. Yeah. Uh, well, right now, can we describe what you're wearing? Yeah, go ahead. You're wearing a sport coat mm-hmm. over a T-shirt, right. over a purple T-shirt. Right, and the reason why... My t-shirt is purple. And can I also say my wife this morning? Yeah. She, she saw, you know, as I was getting ready to come to the studio. Right. She's like, I've never seen you worried about putting on an outfit before, even our wedding. And the reason why I'm wearing a purple shirt is because our guest has purple hair. Oh, okay. Right. right. So Jim Peterick yes. is coming. From, yes. From formerly of Survivor, uh, uh Ides of, Ides in, of March uh, Ides yes. of March. He wrote I um, have the Tiger, tiger yep. Hold On Loosely, uh, yep. Vehicle Baby, all yep. of that. So we are very excited. He's going to be coming here with his guitar in just moments, basically. So you actually
0: did plan that shirt to match with his hair?
2: Yeah, well, I yeah, pretty much. Wow. I don't know if he's going to notice. <laughs> we'll we'll f- you're out. probably going to uh, mention. Um, you, you know, we better hurry this up because, you know, we don't want to waste our time here before Jim comes
0: well I, you know I want, you have a before story? we leave I want to try on the sunny and share clothing which is out there and they've also I saw uh, an acoustic guitar played by Eric Clapton, Eric Clapton on MTV right. Unplugged and I'll tell you a little trivia I was just in uh, London and I stayed in a town called Ripley and it was right around the corner from the place that Eric Clapton was born and oh. I went to, went to his house and I saw it it's right by a cricket pitch and a soccer pitch uh, it was,
2: you know, and you have a you have a like Davy a Jones journey. you have a Davy Jones story too. When I do, uh, because there is uh, the jacket worn the jacket that he wore on the Brady Bunch. Oh, it, really? When yeah. when I he, gotta see that. And remember when he uh, asked uh, Marsha for a kiss? And how about one on the flip side? Okay, that was the worst Davy Jones. Wow, <laughs> that was the, wow. that could be the worst. uh Wow, that was like. uh, That was some urban. Yeah, that was like Leroy Jones. (laughs) That was my (laughs) Fat Albert. That was was Davy Jones doing Fat Albert back in 1972. That was the worst Davy Jones impersonation.
0: Okay.
3: A new exhibit from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stay tuned. Rock on TV. Artifacts from the Jackson Five, Sonny and Cher, Elvis, Cindy Lauper, ZZ Top, Eric Clapton, and more. Now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications, 360 North State Street, Chicago. From bandstand to gaga, let's rock on TV. For info and tickets, visit museum.tv.
0: Well, uh, we do have to get to some minutiae
3: before right. we bring in our guests, so I have some audio for that. Hang on. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals, Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes, and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. And I think we could say good
0: pals, right? We're yeah. good pals to everybody who listens to the show. I say we're good pals. Oh, with with us? With Which, each other? No. Yeah, I no. was going to say. Absolutely not. We're going to
2: need to alter that jingle. No. Hey, what is your favorite... Flightless bird,
0: uh, ostrich.
2: Okay, not bad. Mm-hmm. I think
0: a roadrunner is a roadrunner flightless.
2: Yeah, uh, yes, there. Uh, uh, penguin. Okay, penguin. I yes. got a penguin story for you. Okay, bizarre 100 year cover up of penguin prostitution in Antarctica revealed by a book. Correct, right. yeah. You know what? Even though we're publishers, I don't really like to read all that much. I'm reading this book here essentially, essentially, a century, century long cover up of the depraved sex acts of penguins have been uncovered in a new book. British scientist George Murray Levick observed frisky Antarctic penguins engaging in gang rapes and even even prostitution during the early 20th century. He wrote a manuscript following months of research while accompanying doomed explorer Robert Scott on his famous 1910 to 1930 expedition to the South Pole. Dr. Levick's subsequent cover-up of his discoveries is the subject of a new book called "A Polar Affair." Okay, it describes how Doc uh, describes that. Um, well, first of all, this research was too inappropriate to be ever be published back then. Sure, because they're yeah. like, "Oh man, we, we can't. It's not the it's not the the odds that right. we're in right now. We'll we'll do this in fifty years, right? When people are ready to see it." Rape, gang rape, and sexual and physical abuse of chicks by adults were all recorded by the Nottingham-born scientist. Necrophilia, okay? Get out. With offenders often mating with birds who had died the previous year. Some penguins even engaged in prostitution. Now, how could that possibly work? What? Prostitution. Okay, well here, some, some penguins even engaged in prostitution with males using stones to pimp out females. It may sound a bit far fetched, but the behavior was confirmed by scientists in a separate study of Adelie penguins in 1998. I'll give you two stones, you give me uh, a a hoochie hoochie. Right, right. Uh, Right here. Some prostituted penguins have even been shown to trick males into, well, I believe this, thinking that they would have sex by performing an elaborate courtship ritual and then they'd run away with the stones (laughs) and not the Rolling Stones, although maybe that was another story so there you go there's penguins i you know when you next time you're at a zoo and you see the penguins there you, you know in the a corner uh, there did you just think of slamming jazz
0: with that last part <laughs> a little bit so uh, can, uh, can we tell that story is that uh
2: too out of line yeah, uh, yeah. that's you making you know me, I think,
0: i've never seen you look uncomfortable well before. because my
2: daughters are now beginning to watch or uh, listen to the show are they? yeah okay. so let's all right yeah,
0: so we'll, we'll let's just let our listeners know this. Then we have two stories. We have the story of Dane being a, a joke. Dane Placco has a joke right. that he's going to tell that we've never told on the air. That is so good; it's the funniest joke of all time. Right. But he's not allowed to say it until he's not working in television anymore. <laughs> right. Right. Okay.
2: And now we have the. And
0: now we have a slam and, the jazz, slam story. and yeah. jazz story. That's all we're going to say slam and jazz. And that story is so good. Well, we should. The Dave who has never been uncomfortable in his life yeah, we're not talking about any subject ever no no is I, afraid to talk about it you
2: know it's i don't know if i'm really afraid you know what? I'm kind of afraid. I All right. Have, I don't want to. Well, that's, no, but that's tease. too. Everything else is an open book. We're, we're, we're accumulating. My bowels, these. We're... my colon, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's completely seriously. Open, open, open book.
0: What do you got? Well, they like hearing those stories, by the way, about your bowels, your your kids. They have any
2: problems with that? Or are they just. Well, used the, to it? they know that when dad's in the bathroom, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just get away. It's going to take. When I say in a minute, it's not in a minute. It's
0: a longer period of time. Again, uh, this is the guy who won't tell the story. Yeah, we're not telling the slam. That's, chest, that's right. all you need to know. Right. All right, I have a story for you. Now, you, you might have heard about this one. Uh, last week, there was a story about the uh, Peloton bike ad, yeah. and everyone was all offended by it. Did you it. see that
2: ad? Yeah. I thought it was fine. It's I, fine. I, I never know. thought at all it was a... It,
0: it, women saw it as uh, offensive because you're saying to them, hey, yeah. I, you lose right. some weight, <laughs> right. honey. Yeah, I know. Right. Sure. Well, there's
2: one person who. It kind and, the, of, and by the way, the woman would, did not need to lose weight
0: either. Right. <laughs> right. You know, exactly. I mean, it, was, it wasn't like. Well, I mean, she's into fitness. Yeah. I, I, really, I had no problem with yeah. the ad. I really, I had no problem with it. Well, another person that had no problem with it is Jane Slater, who is a uh, sideline reporter for the NFL. Mm-hmm. And she's been on lots of, uh, you know, football games. And she said that uh, it didn't offend her at all. In fact, um, when she was. Uh, Dating her last boyfriend, she was super appreciative when he gave her a Fitbit. Oh, for it's
2: something you can do together, right? You can, say, yes. you know, honey, they, you need you only did 18,000 steps, you need to go 24,000 steps, right? You urge each effect. other on, right? Uh, it,
0: it, and reading from the article, it says, Although she loved the Fitbit, she didn't start to regret the gesture until her ex boyfriend's physical activities levels mysteriously began to spike around 4 a.m. one morning. <laughs> She said, an ex-boyfriend once got me a Fitbit for Christmas. I loved it. We synced up, motivated each other, didn't hate it until he was unaccounted for at 4 a.m., and his physical activity la- levels were spiking on the app. Ah, they,
2: well, w- maybe he was playing Wii, <laughs> right? Could have been, been anything. Right. You know, you know, yeah, <laughs> Maybe he was doing push-ups at 4 in the morning. If it was me... Going to the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Go to the bathroom. Right. 4 right. My kids would know oh, this is going to take forever. <laughs> and that's the activity spike right there.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. So we got to get this going because yes. we got we to. Well, I see going. him. I yeah.
2: see him in the hallway right now. Yes. I see got... his purple hair. He's all right. We're almost pie. ready for you. Almost oh. ready. Yeah. Uh, hey, yes. if you like Minutia Men, yes, I do. And if you like. You know, I love it. And Minutia Men yes. interview, our other show, it's very easy for <laughs> you to. He gets it wrong, too. Minutia, minutia Men celebrity, celebrity interview. Yes. It's very easy to subscribe. All you got to do, you got on Google Play, you can go. Yep. You can go on iTunes and Stitcher. You can go to the Radiomisfits.com website. Yes. We're on Pandora, I think. We're on uh, Spotify. Can't miss it. Wherever you enjoy your podcast, you can get Minutia Men. So if you don't
0: don't listen to it, you're trying not to because uh, it's out there wherever. Right. So please subscribe. Uh, All right. Let's take a little break, Uh, make some room for our guest. And we'll be right back. I am Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And on Back to You, our podcast, we do all kinds of things like, how would you describe it? We do nitpicky things sometimes like, how come you got headphones on and I don't? Because I'm the star of the show. Well, see, that's up for uh, debate and deliberation, and uh, a lot of the show is about who gets top billing and last word. Well, we'll find out in the next. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. See ya. Bye. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. An opie show only on the Radio
2: Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I'm Mark Vernon from the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive. Join me on the Island of Radio Misfits Holiday Special.
0: Coming this holiday season to opishows.com. And we're back. All right, Dave. Before we get uh, our live in-person celebrity, we have to uh, do something else, don't we? Yeah, we've got our
3: celebrity story. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave.
0: So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the jar and pulls out a name. And I have to tell the story of having met that person. At the end of the show last week, Fergie Jenkins. We had Fergie Jenkins, former Chicago Cub. Okay. Toronto uh, Blue Jay? uh, He was... Uh, was he a blue No, Jay? Texas Texas Ranger. Texas Ranger, he was a uh Boston Red Sox player also. Okay. Um he was busted for pot. Yeah. While he was a player. And uh, come
2: January 1st, that's not going to be an issue <laughs> It's Going to no be legal. All.
0: Uh but he was one of my heroes as a kid. I remember going to a uh car show um in Arlington Heights mm. and uh Fergie Jenkins was there, Jose Cardinale and Billy Williams. And Oh, that's the
2: that's those the it's trifecta. Like the, yeah, exactly. Those are my three the favorites. Holy grail.
0: But the problem was they were dressed in street clothes. You know, and I'm walking up there. I'm like, who are these guys? You know, <laughs> that put on your uniforms. Jose had like a like a fluffy shirt or like a flowery it's shirt. Like, and I'm like, come on, man.
2: It's, it's like when you were a kid and you saw one of your teachers it was outside j- of school, you're it like, was exactly <laughs> you're like, like, that. like, come on, man. But so we
0: met we met Fergie at uh at the spring training facility, the yeah. Cubs. Yeah. Uh right. Whatever it's called now, Sloan Park, I think it's called, and he it was, was ho
2: then or now hoocam.
0: Yeah, uh, he was signing autographs, and uh, Dave gave him a wacky pen. Yeah, it was to a, sign an autograph with. Right, it was it a, was a mini, like a giant pen. Right, it was
2: a Minnie Mouse. It was one of those novelty pens. Yes, that you got from Disney World, and it was with Minnie with Minnie Mouse. And, and
0: Fergie refused to do it. Yeah, he he thought that was not cool. Right. Then, the following year, I'm at Wrigley Field with my son, Sean. And Sean starts to wander. He goes, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go wander around. And he came back up and he said, Dad, can I have uh, 25 bucks? I said, yeah, OK, sure. Go ahead. Well, wait, wait, what do you mean, OK, sure? You're just giving them? Yeah, the... well, what's the worst that can happen? What's he going to buy? Oh, he's at Wrigley Field. Yes, okay. at Wrigley Field. Well, come January 1st, when marijuana is legal, they <laughs> may have a concession <laughs> stand at Wrigley. Uh, wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Uh, he came back uh, with a picture of himself and Fergie Jenkins, and Lee Smith, who's also in the Hall of Fame, and the two of them high-fiving each other over Sean's head.
2: Well, that was nice. And
0: Fergie, who I've never seen smile all the time that I've followed him, he's he's uh, not a wacky guy, has a huge smile on his face, like this was a really fun little thing. And uh, my son, Sean, coaxed that out of him.
2: Well, that's... So maybe his... Sean's personality is eliciting the smiles from Fergie, and you just don't have the bubbly personality that gets the smiles from Fergie, <laughs> right? You're right about me not having a bubbly
0: personality. <laughs> You're absolutely right about that. All right, that. well, let me
2: uh, <laughs> let me reach into the jar that okay. we had to bring all the way here from yes. uh, your studio. Yes. Who am I reading? Oh, I love this guy. Chicago guy, Bob Newhart.
0: Okay. Yeah. Bob Newhart. So next week, I'll tell you my Bob Newhart story, uh, which is a good one. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, but first.
2: You know, when he the opening of that show was right on Sheridan Road, right where I lived. His home up. was, yeah. But the right.
0: office was right on Michigan
2: Avenue. Right. But yeah. right his, the condo that he lived in with Suzanne Plachette was right on Lake Shore, Sheridan Road, right? It Save it living. for next week. Okay. Dude. Save it. Right.
0: Save it. We'll have plenty of time for it. Because right now, we have a real live celebrity in the studio. Uh, Please say hello. Well, let's play the audio and bring in
2: our guest. He's like a mime right now, how (laughs) quiet he is. (laughs) Thank
3: you, Jim. I appreciate
2: it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you spilled something a little on your shirt there, buddy.
3: Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Jim Peterick is in the
0: studio with us. Rock and roll legend. One of the great songwriters of rock and roll history. Uh, You've heard his songs, performed by bands like Thirty Eight Special and Night Ranger, Sammy Hagar. Of course, the bands he was in is formerly of Survivor. And the band that I like to talk about is uh, the first band that I heard you play with, and that was the Ides of March. And this is a band that literally was high school buddies. Isn't that right? That's,
1: we we were actually grade school buddies. Wow. You know, uh, I was in the same Cub Scout pack. <laughs> oh, that's great. As Bob Berglin. Yeah. And we went to the little uh, meetings every week. And uh, we got our merit badges together mm-hmm. f- f- when we became scouts. All of us were in the same grade school together. That is the greatest. And, um... Still, after fifty-five years, the best of friends. Yeah, that's great. And you're
0: all still performing together. I mean, it's still we the same are. guys. We plus are. a couple of others. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Uh, a couple other bust outs. That Scott's a new guy. He's been with us for thirty-one years. Uh, you know, he's the new guy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Larry Millis uh, was the uh, well, he is the leader of the band. He's the guy that recruited me to join his band. I was in a terrible band called the Renegades, and we sucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I played this this big Fourth of July fest at Morton West. That's our alma mater. And, uh, you know, I'm playing, you know, Kansas City. But, you know, and Bob Bergman and Larry were in the stands. He said, that's that guy from Cub Scouts. He, know, he knows <laughs> he knows bar chords. So he knocked on my door on Oak Park Avenue in Berwyn. And he um, says, you got to join my band. I said, oh. I got a band. He goes, your band sucks. (laughs) (laughs) You know, even then Larry was like the pillar of honesty and he still is. Finally, he convinced me and I lugged my amp over to his house and and auditioned for his band, which were called the Shy Lads. Ooh, Pretty great name. Yeah. Well, I changed that like really quick, but, uh, I knew how good they really were and they stayed on their harmony parts and, uh, I said, I'm in, but we gotta change that name. So we changed the name to the Shondells. Okay. And that was good until Tommy James and the Shondells yeah, yeah. came out. <laughs> right. And we go, oh shit.
0: But now how old were you? I mean, you're so you're still in high school. <laughs> well, you yeah, I was, like, I was
1: 15 when you and Listen came out.
0: Unbelievable. And Bob was
1: 16, Larry was 16. And it was the spring of 66 when you and Listen went to number seven on the WLS Silver Down survey. Wow. And, uh, and we went on the road and with no supervision, our, p- our parents trusted us <laughs> oh my God. which uh, was well well chosen because we were good kids and we took a train ride with all of our equipment to Florida where we toured with the almond brothers Wow, who at the time were called the Almond Joys but they were so good and we're up there doing our teeny bopper uh, stuff and they come out there and they're doing
0: blues man and and we, we learned so much from the, the almonds. Yeah, I bet. So this is something. I mean, you guys, you've been together now for 55 years. Yeah. I mean, off and on, off and on. But well, it's you your know, 55th anniversary, and you're still performing together. In fact, you're doing a show uh, coming up.
1: Yes, uh, uh, 14th of, De- of December. It's Saturday night. Uh, it's a March Christmas show. We always pack the place. And for me, it, it's the first day of Christmas. That, that's when I feel it. You know, yeah. All the songs... We do uh, wonderful originals, which I'll, I'll play a piece of today, okay. uh, but also some traditional. And we have a guest, uh, Toby Hitchcock, the amazing vocalist with Pride of Lions, which is one of my other projects, five-octave range. And he, oh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> We're going to do Ho- Oh Holy Night with him, and it's just an amazing arrangement. Wow. It's such a beautiful
2: song. That, that's one of my favorite songs yeah it's
1: yeah. well you'll hear it great yeah, yeah I'm
2: going to the show no. still, still a few tickets uh, left to go you are one of the greatest songwriters for lyri- lyric well, lyrics I've is ever.
1: so important you know if someone can hear a song and get into the lyric and not just hear the beat I, first you hear the beat and first you hear all the bells and whistles but by the third time you better have something to say mm-hmm. right. right you know and the biggest songs I've had actually have a, have a story have a message whether it Eye of the Tiger, you know, rising up mm-hmm. back on the street, did my time too. It's all about fame and, and not getting uh, seduced by it, you know. Uh, the search is over. Sometimes you go full circle and come back to where you were and realize you had it all along. Hold on loosely, but don't let go. I learned that lesson from my well, what became my wife, who we're dating and I was getting too possessive, you know. And don't do that. She's back off, Jack, you know. Yeah. So when Don Barnes, uh, writing um, what came out to be Hold On Loosely, he says, well, I got a title. I go, what is it? He goes, Hold On Loosely. And I go, yeah, but don't let go. And the lyrics just float on. You see it all, all around you, good love and gone bad. Usually it's too late when you realize what you had. My mind goes back to the girl I met long years ago who told me, hold on loosely, but don't let go. If you cling too tightly... You're going to lose control. Your baby needs someone to believe in, but a whole lot of space to breathe in. That's the Amen, key line. Man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would it. be religious Breach. if you were
0: my pastor, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know that song? Hold on, loosely is actually my wife's favorite song. Uh, she loves she, that song thank, so much. Tell
2: her thank you. Now, do you when you're writing a song, do you have the lyrics first, then the music, or does it you know different Kinda ways together? Kind of comes together. Just, <laughs> right,
1: really. comes together. Uh, the search is over. I had that title in in my notebook. I didn't know what it meant. I just, the search is over. What is that? And and I was ri- riding in the car, and I had my tape recorder by my side, as I always do. Now it's the iPhone, but yeah, right. same difference. And I had the whole melody in my head. And all I had is the search is over. You were with me all the way. That's all I had. you know. I got home, and I found the chords I was hearing in my head. So that's the thing where the title motivated the, the rest of it.
0: You know, uh, you talk about that that uh, that thing you do moment, uh, but it also goes the other way around. And for listeners, the first time that you're, uh, that you first time that you are, you hear a song from a band that you eventually end up loving. Yes. And for me, uh, I had that moment with your music. Uh, I moved to uh, Chicago in 1980. I lived in Germany before that. Wow. And we were driving across the bridge, uh, the Skyway Bridge, and it turned on the loop. It was the summer of 1980. Yeah. And your song, Rebel Girl, <sighs> came on. Oh, I love that song. And that is like my favorite song. Oh, I, absolutely- I got to do a little of that. Will you? Right? I yeah, really love that.
1: I very rarely do this, but for you, Rick,
4: thank you. Edge of night In any city you can name There rides the rebel girl The wild one no one dared to tame And the light in her eyes Is a fire Have you seen her sitting in Done. (laughs) That's
0: all I needed.
1: Wow! You know that's a fan favorite. I'm I'm glad. uh, I know exactly what you're saying, though. The moment that you hear a song that changes your life, you never forget Mm. it. And uh, there's uh, many moments of that uh, uh, in my life, but I remember the one that maybe just shook my world. Two, we were watching the Jack Parr show uh, in January '63, I guess, or was it '64? And Jack Parr says, I've got some grainy footage from the BBC about this new group that's tearing them up in, in, in England. And they're called the Beatles, you know? And they show this black and white of the Beatles doing She Loves You on stage, the people going crazy. And I go,
4: Holy shit.
1: Oh my God. The British are coming. This is it. I was 11 years old and it changed my world. And uh, by the time they, they uh, a month later then, at, at Sullivan, I was all already an old pro, you yeah. know. And I always thought they were better on on Jack Parr. Yeah. Because it was raw. You know, it wasn't all polished up. But the other one, uh, I was sitting, at, we were outside a venue, 1970, I think it was. The Ides of March were about to go in, and I was in the car listening to the radio. And all of a sudden, this voice comes on, hey, it's a little bit funny. <laughs> this feeling inside uh, oh yeah and there was this new dude singing from my dashboard the vocal totally dry no reverb intimate as can be yeah and oh, it was elton john and he changed my world
2: did you see rocket man did of course, you, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I, I did. loved it. I, I did. It. I
1: mean, historically, not accurate. Yeah, whatever. I mean, he's at the <laughs> yeah. Troubadour doing doing a uh, crocodile rock that didn't happen until yeah, four whatever. years later. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> but as a spectacle, it's wonderful.
0: Well, now we're we should say we're recording this at the uh, Bro- the Museum of Broadcast Communications, and y- if you got a chance to look around, it's before amazing. We, and the, the whole section out there is about rock and roll in on uh, TV. Yes. Did you ever do any shows like that, like American Bandstand? Well, no, we didn't or do
1: Bandstand. We were on Bandstand as the Spotlight Dance, uh, and they played You Wouldn't Listen. They took a call from uh, Ron Riley, WLS, oh, yeah. I think, or CFL. I think it was WLS. L S, yeah. yeah. And uh, Dick goes, hey, what's happening in Chicago? Well, uh, Dick, there's a band called Eyes of March that's really breaking through with this hit. You Wouldn't Listen. And, and the Spotlight Dance and the... And the the Italian boys and girls were singing and dancing, and it was wonderful. But then we, uh, when we went out there, we did the Mama Cash Show, which was a, a Dick Clark production. Yeah. And uh, the next day, we went and did the Whiskey A Go-Go with Tony Joe White and Stephen Stills. Wow.
0: So it was quite a, quite a trip. So did, when you were touring with uh, Ids back in the day, back in the late 60s, early 70s, yeah. Did you ever do any big tours with uh, some of your heroes? That...
1: In the 70s. Yeah, okay. Well, mainly it was the two years when Vehicle was really happening. Right. And our tour consisted of all these different pop festivals. Uh, That was the the time when everyone had a pop festival trying to be Woodstock and never quite succeeding, (laughs) you know, although they were probably a a lot better organized than Woodstock. But, uh, you know, we did them all over the country and we were generally on bills with Grateful Dead, uh, Almond Brothers. We relived old memories with that, uh, you know, uh, Brownsville Station, uh, Janis Joplin. We opened for her in Winnipeg uh, and I got to walk her home. To really, the hotel. really, yeah. She was a little under the weather <laughs> after <laughs> you know what Swinging I mean. Jack, yeah. <laughs> after every uh, after every song, and she looked disoriented. And uh, I came up to her. I said, "Janice, you guys were great." And she goes, "Where am I? Where's my hotel?" Oh, wow! <laughs> and we, arm in arm, we walked to the hotel, and it was very sweet. And uh, nothing happened. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> uh, who else did we tour with though? Uh, Poco, we loved Poco. That was all oh, right. A, oh, a a country rock. Yep. Uh, uh, Jimmy Hendrix opened for him oh, wow. in in Philly wow. at the Spectrum.
2: Um, what year was that? That friend?
1: was seventy two. Right, right, right before, before he died. He, he right? died. Yeah, wow. it was. He wasn't himself really. He kind of was going through the motions, oh, yeah. you know. But uh, we t- toured with everyone, and it was such a thrill to uh, oh, we. Oh, Led Zeppelin. Wow. We uh, we played shows at Led Zeppelin. We. With I was going to say, porn. did you do, did you some of the <laughs> you debauchery know, with him? You know, it's funny because Robert Plant was nice enough to invite us to their penthouse after the show in uh, in Winnipeg, and we went and we had no idea what we were going to yeah, be but, seeing. Yeah. Kids from Berwyn, I mean, right? Exactly. We never had a drink. You know, yeah, I didn't less, have this at the high school. Yeah, uh, much less anything else. And as soon as he opened the door, and he was wearing these little briefs, <laughs> like the Paisley um, briefs, uh, you know, and and everybody behind him was naked, yeah. yeah, yeah. All the groupies, they were just like on the bed and you know, throwing pillows and doing all sorts of things, and they were snorting and they were drinking, and and I'm looking at Larry, and we're going. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. We're not in Berlin anymore, <laughs> you know. And I had to use the restroom, so I go in the restroom, and there is um, Bonzo, the drummer, getting urinated on by a very comely young lady. Huh. Really? Yeah. Wow. yeah. I you mean, know, I, you know what? Wa- you can write a song about that. <laughs> I think. Uh, I'm into water sports, but not those guys.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know.
1: But it was just we're, what. A, so anyway, went to the door, and I talked to the odds: Larry, Bob, Mike. We're out of here, and and, uh, we said uh, to Robert, uh, "We're really, really appreciate you know inviting us, but we got to go." Yeah, and uh, we went across the street to Dunkin' Donuts, (laughs) (laughs) and we were back in our and comfort zone. Yeah,
0: you know, I was talking to Scott, uh, the keyboardist (laughs) in your band, yeah, and he was uh, telling me that you guys are like. I forget which denomination he said. Methodist, the Methodist rock and roll band or something. I I don't know
1: what he said. I'm Catholic. Okay, but you you
0: show up at nine o'clock in the morning sometimes in practice. Oh, yeah. We're we're just
1: like, we love what we do. Yeah. And we're not late nighters, never have been. I'm I'm a a morning person, as you can see. Yeah, uh, and I, and I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm boring in a way because I'm in bed by you know ten thirty. Yeah, but
2: you're alive. I am <laughs> alive. <It laughs> yeah. Must be present to <laughs> yeah, win. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I just turned sixty nine, November
1: eleventh, so I'm feeling good.
0: Yeah, you look great. Thank you. So you want to talk about the the movie because uh, when we when I picked up Dave today, uh, he he uh, he was rising up. Oh, right.
2: I got yeah. I, you know, whenever I hear I of the, Eye tiger, the tiger, yeah. Like you said, I go 162 miles an hour. <laughs> I don't know how many speeding tickets you owe me. Oh, and I, man. I've got a receipt here that I'm going to need for you, you talk to, to, to reimburse my But yeah, it's just such a, th- that song. And yeah. my kids, you know, <laughs> my, when my kids this morning, they don't care what I do. right? Yeah. But when I what, you know who I was yeah. going to interview today, they're like, oh, that's awesome. That's the t- and they, they uh, all know I am the tiger. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, the that's, thing. That is... Um... Whenever I see Mr. T... I yeah. think
0: of you. Right. Yeah. Oh, and we yeah. see Mr. T all the time. And we sue, oh, yeah. You know, how, do you, how do you see him? <laughs> We're kidding. No, we don't Oh, you don't? <laughs> <No, laughs> but you see him on TV or oh, something. Yeah. You know? Well,
1: Larry used to work out with him at the uh, downtown health club. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So did you get to know those guys at all? No, really. Not really? I,
1: I didn't know T. I knew, I know, and I still know uh, Sylvester Stallone. Okay. You know, and he's a great guy. And I ran into him on a TV show, uh, a morning TV show here in Chicago a few years ago and we kind of renewed vows and hugged and he's a super guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's very self-deprecating. Yeah. If he puts it on it, it it's authentic. Yeah. You know, he might have the biggest ego in the world but he knocks it down. Mm. You know, he's just oh, you know, and just got lucky, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was very cool. Well,
2: part of the reason that you got or actually the reason that I the Tiger was because Queen wouldn't give him the rights the to the publishing rights, to yeah. Uh, and another one bites the dust, that's right? R- that's right. Do you send a Christmas card to Queen every <laughs> <you know? laughs>
0: uh, read the card? Read the card. <laughs> All right, so I gotta, I gotta show you something here. What do you got? This, uh, this guitar Ooh. here is Ooh. cherry red.
2: That's cute. Ricky, the it. Na- what's the name? Uh, uh Bessie.
0: <laughs> I call her Bessie. <laughs> Bessie. Yeah, uh, this has uh, been autographed by a, a, a Jim Peterick. That's me. Um, it says you got the eye of the tiger. I actually won this in a charity auction. Oh, that's uh, awesome uh, for my godson's uh, school of St. James. Yeah, and I have been practicing. You have your songs. Are you good? I, well, you know only your songs.
1: Oh, thank God! It's uh, the funny no, thing Well, that could be a butcher deal. Well, it
0: could be the guitar. <laughs> magic? Is that, it magic? It might be magic. So <laughs> it, here's what if I, you're good at it, it's
1: magic. Uh, that's a good point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I'd like to do. I want you to just tell me any song that you wrote, okay? And I will play the opening first few chords just to show you that I can do it, and okay? On oh, my new guitar.
1: Well, I'm going to keep it pretty easy. All um, right. Try
0: vehicle. Okay. Holy crap, Rick! How did you get I, this so is good? First part. This is unbelievable. I only got this first part.
4: You know the bridge. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow.
0: Yep. Yep. You got the rock
2: and roll face, Thank too, you. when you were doing
0: that. That's a
1: good stink face there. Thank buddy. you. Thank we're, you.
2: Well, you're oh good, there's three groupies
0: that just came to the, the window. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Well, uh, <laughs> how about how about something a little more obscure? Because everyone, really? everyone can do that song.
1: Well, this just one, if you get this, you're my hero. Okay. All right. A little hold on loosely. Okay. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's
0: my wife's favorite song. Here it goes.
2: Got it. Oh yeah.
0: Performed by Thirty Eighth Special. <laughs> Great fretwork. Thank you.
4: You know this
2: part? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! It's like your fingers are just doing it, and you're not even controlling them. Yeah. Don't sing along. Loose.
0: No, I can't sing, but I can play. Don't let go. <laughs> oh,
4: dang. If you cling too tightly, go. <laughs> you're gonna lose <laughs> control. Your baby, it's someone to believe it. Oh, hold on. oh man,
0: that's thank awesome, you. Rick.
3: Thank
1: you. That's that is just, a magic guitar. So,
0: thank you for the guitar. You, I'm going to take it back. Uh, if you, if you
2: wouldn't mind putting my name on I it, I will you know, do it. That'd, that'd be uh, swell. Sparky, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the. Guitar's name is Bessie. Have, Bessie. You, have you named any of your guitars? Um, not really. Really? Not really. I, I don't do that. I oh. don't do that. Well, either. when he's when you got like a thousand
0: of them, it's hard to you know you
1: know it's you know, it's, uh, you know yeah, I, how many I, guitars do I you have? I have two
0: hundred now. Two hundred guitars. Yep. It's yep. like Jerry Seinfeld with Porsches.
1: <laughs> well, not quite. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got me. Uh, on that, but I, I gave you both a, a gift to my new calendar. Could I plug that?
0: No,
3: yes, absolutely. Plug yeah, away. A, a, and say
0: where you get the, uh, al, the album. album uh,
1: play on, you can get it on Amazon.com. You can get it on the TheEyesOfMarch.com. You can get it uh, at record stores when, when uh, you can find one. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and uh, it's doing really, really well. But Amazon is where most people get play on, and it's doing very well. The the calendar is called uh, Jim Peterick Stars and Guitars. It's a two-year calendar, uh, 2020 and 2021. Uh, 2020, every month, is a different concert format that I do from Ides of March to Cornerstones of Rock, which is the 60s review I do with um, the Bucky Nams and uh, New County 6 and Crying Shames and Shadows. And it's a great, great uh, Format, the Ides of March back up all the bands except the Buckinghams that are self contained. Uh, and every other format that I do, world stage and my country act and my jazz act, and uh, it's, and then I have a description of every, uh, every show I do. But then in 2000, uh, what is it, 22, 21. 21, like I said, thank, thank you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little ahead of myself. Every month is a different song. I handwrote the lyrics to all my songs and oh, told the story oh, wow. behind the songs. I even found the original manuscript of Eye of the Tiger with all the ink blots and cross-outs oh, wow. and... Wow. So, uh, yeah, again, that's uh, available at Amazon.com.
0: I noticed did, you, did you include the uh, Finally Next Year as one of them? Oh, I did that's not.
1: That's
2: one of my favorites. I did not.
1: Uh, yeah, I love that song. I, I'm, I, it's time for an update. Yes, with, that's right. With new names.
2: Yeah. I, s- I see in 2021, I'm just looking at the back count, but there's yeah. a John Lennon. What is this?
1: Oh, that's a wonderful uh, yeah. guitar uh, that I that I had hand painted with John Lennon's uh, image. Wow! Yeah.
2: Well, the guitar you've got now is awesome. The, oh yeah, uh, it's my Tiger J two hundred
1: Gibson. Yep,
0: custom finish. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Now the book over there is for you. Uh,
1: uh, every man, cub ever. Is every a, cub ever. It's, it's a, a got, book
2: I wrote. Gotta ask you. You're from Birmingham. you York. A cub guy or a Sox Oh my guy?
1: God! Don't ask that. Yes, okay. All uh, right. you know I'm All Switzerland. I, I love right. them both. All I right. swear <laughs> to God, uh, I we do the anthem for for both teams, and I, I'm doing the Carrie Woods uh, benefit on the 17th of uh, January at Harry
0: Carey's. Have you been at Sox Park like 40 times or uh, something like that? Yeah, I
1: know. And really, my dad was a huge Cubs fan, but. I'm binary at this okay. point.
2: Yeah. All right. We're a blue state. Yeah. You're fluid. All Right. <laughs> right. We're, we're
1: we're allowed to do exactly. that.
0: Exactly. Well, Jim, we wanted to thank you for coming here. This, this has been is... really great. Oh, thank you guys right. are big thrill,
1: crazy, and all goofed up. <laughs> yeah. I and love your
2: coat too. Can this? we take it? No. The, uh, the mink. The mink oh, thing. Yeah. The, yeah.
1: The, well, it's it's a, it's a coyote actually. A, oh, is it? Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. Did you did you hunt it yourself? I did. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I,
1: I cut. I uh,
2: disem. Bowled it and, yeah, yeah, and
1: we right. ate the, the remains. Oh my God. That's <laughs> yeah. Great.
2: Again, another great theme for a song. Oh, I no, no, no. I'll
0: leave it to Ted Nugent. <laughs> Coyote steak for dinner. Right. Again. Uh, so, anyway, thank you very much, Jim, for being on the show.
1: Love you guys. Um, the minutia men. And we di- definitely had some minutia. Yes, yeah, we did. That's what we
2: do. Yeah, that's what you do. Uh, this has been great.
3: This has been great. Thanks, Jim.
0: Thank you guys. Yeah. This a guest. Minutia men. We'll be right back.
3: If you missed L- Los, An- L- Los, Anno or La- Los-, Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. Tony, I think we have to talk about something. All right, let's talk.
2: You spoke about going to see Star Wars again. We need to talk about you in Star Wars. <laughs> I'm proposing that before you see Star Wars again, which I know is going to happen we need to get at least two other movies under your belt during this viewing season. And Pirate Trek's back in Return No, no, <laughs> sir. We need to get something that does not involve laser swords, so to speak. How many times have you seen it, Tony? Seven. Just seven.
0: Just seven. <laughs> Tony, that's over 14 hours mm-hmm. of your life devoted um, to watching one, in my opinion, pretty mediocre Star Wars really?
3: oh, oh, movie. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> That always scares me a little. <laughs> In a good way. <laughs> Radio misfits. Get more. Losano and friends. Losano. Now on Losano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausano or whatever the f it's called.
2: And we're
0: back. I enjoyed that. Oh, he was a great guy. All right. Oh. We'll have more with Jim. For our big Christmas special, which is the Minutium Celebrity Interview.
2: Hey, he was a little
0: flaunty with his hair,
2: right? You know? <laughs> but it matched your shirt. It, yeah, so well, it did match my so, shirt, but...
0: Uh, so I, Michelle will be happy. Yeah, was, and, and now we've got a picture of you and Jim together, hair-matching shirt. Shirt, exactly. So that's very nice. Uh, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lozano, who actually today is came right here. into is the right studio here. personally to produce the show with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com.
2: Let's also thank the Museum of Broadcast Communications here in Chicago. Yes, and and Sam. Sam was behind the booth right there. Hey, uh, Sam, for, how you for, doing, For buddy? helping us out.
0: He's got his own show, uh, which is called And Friends, which uh, you should check out on the uh, Radio Misfits Podcast Network. We're distributed by Ed Silla. Who is the Radio Misfits? Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. And we'll be back again after the first of the year with a brand new episode of Man. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including OpieShows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions.
2: Tony, can you shut up? Coming
0: up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. Used car prices continue to accelerate. Plus 10 great station wagons part 2. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on The Car Guys Report, a Tony Lozano podcast and Opie production on the Radio Misfits podcast network.
2: Coming to the Radio Misfits podcast network and friends. That's us. I'm Kimmy.
0: I'm Sam. And I am Tommy right here. We're going to talk about Florida men. We're going to talk about paranormal stories. We're going to talk about uh, city stuff. Sex talk. Sex talk.
2: And sex talk.
0: And yeah, sex talk will come up.
2: But only if it's brought up. We got to keep that on the DL.
0: So come meet your new friends with and friends on the Radio Misfits podcast network, radiomisfits.com and Opie Production. Hey, Free Kicks is in a very special place.
3: We are in London. So pumped up. Stamford Bridge, back at the old stomping grounds, looking forward to a, a great match against West Ham. Chelsea is uh, Adam's
0: favorite team. We're going to get to see them live. You'll hear all about our adventures, exclusive interviews, and we're going to call this episode Free Kicks Across the Pond. Pip-pip, Governor. <laughs> he ain't <hate laughs> that when I say that. Don't even do that. <laughs> and listen to us uh, this week on Free Kicks. I'm Howard Sudbury. From Back to You, join me on the Island of Radio Misfits Holiday Special, coming this holiday season to opishows.com.